quick disclaimer, I do mention suicide in this episode, not anyone else's, just talking about my intrusive thoughts. Hot people. Okay, Worsties, we're over 20 episodes in, and every once in a while, I've got so much shit backed up in my tormented little brain that it starts to hurt. So get ready, because today I will be purging all of my thoughts and feelings. That and my cat recently died, so we're off to a great start. Um, Satan? Yes, Joanne. What fresh hell is this? This is going to be great, I promise. Breaking news, if you are receiving this right now, it's because you're a huge bitch. Ugh, Christ. What fresh hell is this? Hello and welcome to What Fresh Hell Is This with me, Stanzi Potenza. I hope that you have been having a swell week. You know, I've had I've had better weeks. <laughs> so my cat died. So this cat, we've had him for I think uh like eleven years. So I was like 15 when we got him nicest cat. His name was Harry Potter. And I know some of you fucking losers are going to be like, oh, who names their cat Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Shut up. Okay. Because there was a point in our lives when we all liked Harry Potter. We didn't even actually name him. It was like someone else. It was like the woman whose daughter, like it it was like a different family that like gave him to us and they named him. Okay. So it's not shut up. Just shut up. I know what you're thinking. Anyway, so Harry Potter died. (laughs) It it used to be fun saying things like, God, Harry Potter pissed in my laundry basket again. What the fuck? Why won't Harry Potter shit in the box? And then like people who don't know what you're talking about were like, ah. So, you know, so that was that was so sad. He was the nicest boy. Um. And he used to be really crazy. Um, I'm sure we've all we've all seen really crazy cats, but he was like an insane cat and loved to like wreak havoc. And then this one time before PETA comes for me, like he was literally fine. Like we, he, it's fine. But my mom accidentally poisoned him. once. <laughs> so him and my my dog at the time were on two medications and she accidentally gave him the dog medication once. And then he like, I don't know, OD'd, I guess. But she, I don't know why she thought of doing this, but she like threw him in the bathtub and like gave him a bath. And I, I don't know, it like washed the toxins out of his fur. And the vet was like, I don't know why you thought of doing that, but that was the move. He was really nice after that. (laughs) He knew what we were capable of. So he stopped acting like a piece of shit. And he was like a really nice cat after that. He had seen what the other side looked like, realized he needed to turn his life around. And then he was the nicest cat ever. But he was so nice. He he was very snuggly, never hissed. You know, he was still crazy, but like he was just so nice. So, yeah, so he died and that was really sad. And it's going to get a little dark, OK, but it's fine. So sometimes when I get sad about shit, I'm like superficially suicidal I'm going to explain what that means. It's kind of just like when something sad happens or something inconvenient happens, the little depressed bug in my brain goes, well, you could just kill yourself. And I'm not I don't want to. I don't want to kill myself like I like my life rules, dude. Like I'm having a good time. 
But like when shit like that happens, I'm just like, you know, I could if I wanted to. But and at this point, I am going to be, you know, name dropping for the sake of clout. But like, you know, I announced that my cat died on my like close friend's story on TikTok. And I get messages from Leslie Jones from SNL, Adelaide Kane, Ireland Baldwin, Martin Scorsese's daughter, and then like a bunch of other people sending me like well wishes about my dead cat. And I was like, I can't fucking kill myself. My life is way too sick. My life is too sick that these like really cool people are messaging me condolences about my dead cat. I I can't kill myself. I haven't gotten enough bitches and I haven't gotten enough clout yet. So that's my way of saying I'm all good. (laughs) But that was like a not fun thing to happen. But I hope none of your cats died this week. I wanted to try something out. I wanted to try a new sketch. And this is something I think that I've thought about, like, you know, as I'm walking down the streets after the gym or something and I'm listening to my music. I'll just start letting my thoughts wander. And a lot of times I'm having like shitty thoughts. I'm just like, you know, we all have shitty thoughts. We just don't say them out loud. And then, you know, I'm not going to try to cosplay as a good person because none of us are truly. We just want to look like good people to others. You know, we want others to perceive us as good people. But like, I acknowledge the fact that I'm like a shithead. So this sketch is called Purging my thoughts and feelings. And part of the reason why I thought of this sketch was because I was raised without religion. Like we were raised in an atheist household. So like I never knew what anything was in terms of religion. So like the only times I've ever been in a church were uh, like for a funeral. And that's it. We never knew what God was until my mom was like, Oh, yeah, by the way, there's this thing that exists. And I was like, oh, okay. But like, you know, you can you can confess your sins to a priest or whatever, or so I'm told. And, you know, you're forgiven by the Lord. This is I don't know. This is like a rumor I've heard from religious people. But like we we don't have that. We don't have an outlet to just purge all of our thoughts and feelings. So I thought I would do it for you. And you can decide whether or not you forgive me. And if anything I say is a cancelable offense, I'm lying for attention. It wasn't it never happened. And I, I made it up because I'm mentally ill. Okay, moving on. So this segment is called Purging My Thoughts and Feelings. <laughs> sinner and repent your wicked deeds. When I was a kid, I thought my mom should have voted for George W. Bush because I thought he was the better looking candidate at the time. I used to put soap in my sister's water and my other sister's toothbrush as a kid. And to expand on that, I rubbed the soap into her toothbrush so that you couldn't see the soap. And every time she brushed her teeth, she told my mom that it tasted like soap. My mom thought she was going crazy and was gonna like take her to a doctor until she caught me doing it one day. 
I don't know why I did this. I didn't have any end goal. I just did it. I got shit-faced before my grandma's funeral and was throwing up into a CVS bag as she was being lowered into the earth. And as that was happening, the funeral director walked over to me and said, hey, you went to school with my daughter. You were really good in that musical. And I said, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if I'm a serial killer who has too many aspirations to actually go through with it. Sort of like a, like a dormant volcano. When I was in second grade, I made up a rumor that there was a killer ghost trying to possess our bodies and we had to have a school assembly about it. Also, the killer ghost was the ghost of a dead student. Yep. <laughs> you might think of cocaine as a crazy club drug, but the first time I tried it was at a dog's birthday party. And the dog belonged to people that I did not know in a town called Seekonk, Massachusetts. If you have ever been walking in front of me and suddenly stopped without taking into consideration that someone might be fucking walking behind you, I have violent thoughts about you. As an adult with a job on social media, sometimes I have to deal with kids harassing me in the comments. And if I say something, they're like, I'm a child. I don't care. If I make a kid cry online, it's been a good day. I'm not your mom. I don't give a shit about your feelings. I think that is a good place to stop for today. <laughs> Am I forgiven? Have I been forgiven for my sins? I, I need an exorcist over here, quick! <laughs> That's... About how I figured it'd go. There's a lot more where that came from. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back, Worsties. Welcome back. So on to shitty things I'm doing. I hope everyone had a really fun time at Coachella. It's so funny. I recorded this section back in April right after Coachella. And I know so many people who came back and were like, oof, God, I got COVID. Like, yeah, yeah, we know. We know you got COVID. Like, I hope you enjoyed Coachella, you fucking losers, because you know what I was doing while everyone was at Coachella getting COVID? I was at a 60-year-old gay man's bar mitzvah. This man, I have known him for many, many years. I, I met him when I was five years old. So I've known him for over 20 years at this point. He was like a musical director of the community theater that I used to go to. So all of my kind of singing techniques and stuff is from him. He's a brilliant man. Yeah, he converted to Judaism and, you know, I'm living in New York now, so I'm close to him and my friend Roger and I, 
were out with him to drinks one day and he was like, you're welcome to come to my bar mitzvah. And we were like, fuck yeah, dude. Like we are there. We are going to this bar mitzvah. And like I said earlier, I have never been to like a religious sort of ceremony event, what have you. So all I knew was that it was going to be long. I didn't know how long, but he was like, it's going to be long. And we're going to be talking in words you won't understand. So I was like, okay. And so my friend Roger and I were like, we have to, we have to pregame this bar mitzvah. So at, I think it was like eight in the morning, I wake up. I don't get up early. I never wake up in the single digits, but I did for this bar mitzvah. So I wake up and Roger texts me. He goes, I just made myself a margarita at eight in the morning. And I was like, great. So this this is like setting the tone for the day. So my mom was also coming in town for this bar mitzvah. So she texts me. I don't know what the fuck she was talking about because she texts me and she goes, by the way, this is going to be like five hours. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, I've never been to one of these things. So I just took her word for it. I was like, oh, my fucking God, I'm going to be sitting there for five hours and no disrespect to the Jews or anyone else but the idea of sitting in a synagogue church setting for five hours I wasn't gonna do that sober so I made myself a vodka Red Bull and I'm chugging that hitting my weed pen waiting for my Uber to come and I also bring my edibles with me I'm going to briefly talk about these edibles because they are really good. The brand is Betty's Eddie's. If you've ever had them, maybe you know. The first time I had one of these, I ate the whole thing. I'm pretty sure it was like 250 milligrams. I didn't even check. I just ate the whole thing. I thought I was going to perish. I had a laughing fit for like 10 minutes. My younger sister said something slightly mean to me. I go upstairs and I start weeping. I'm like sobbing by myself in my bedroom. I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. I was just really high. My mom comes in. I'm crying. I'm crying in her lap. I'm like, why is she so mean to me? I just want to fucking die. <laughs> my older sister who had come home to visit, she comes upstairs. I'm lying in bed crying just like streams of like mascara and shit running down my face. I'm like, you gotta do this with me, man. <laughs> this shit's great. I'm having the time of my life. It was so fucked up. And then like I tried to play it off like I was cool. My mom's like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm good. I just, you know, I went outside for a bit. I came back in. I was like, oh, you know, it's just a little too hot outside. Internally, I thought someone was coming to shoot me. I lost my goddamn mind. I wouldn't be surprised if I got brain damage. Anyway, that's just to say, if you decide to seek these edibles out, do not take the whole thing. Start with a quarter. They're like little taffies. Start with a quarter and then work your way up. Like an hour later, maybe go to half. That's all I'm going to say. This is to say that we got to the synagogue and we sat down and <laughs> the thing starts. And then I'm sitting next to my friend Roger and I'm like, we're splitting this. So we each take half of the taffy edible. And, you know, we're sitting there for a while and like an hour into it. I'm like, whoa, 
this is crazy. And so they're just like talking and talking and they're doing their like sing songy things. And I'm like, this is like the craziest experience of my life. I've never seen a religious ceremony before and I am high off my ass, dude. So like then I start having these crazy thoughts. I'm like, maybe I should convert to Judaism or something else. But then it gets crazier because then I'm like, what if instead I joined the Church of Scientology and I'm thinking to myself, like, what if I did that? What if as like a fun little thing, I just was like, hey, I'm gonna join the Church of Scientology. First of all, if anyone out there is listening to this and, and you're like, oh, this is my green light to get Stasi Potenza to like come join the Church of Scientology. If you fucking come up to me in the street and you try to like recruit me for the Church of Scientology, it's on site, dude. I'm gonna actually fucking hit you. I'm gonna fist fight you. Stay the fuck away from me. Do not come up to me. I have a violent past. I will be relentless. Do not fucking come up to me and try to convert me to Scientology anyway. So I start having those crazy thoughts. By the way, later on, once the edible wore off, I told people about this thought and I thought people were gonna be like, that's a terrible idea. You should not join the Church of Scientology. Everyone was like, do it. That would be so crazy. You should totally do it. That How crazy would it be if you just joined the Church of Scientology? I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? I need to reevaluate the people I hold dear. Okay, I need to reevaluate my close circle. Because what the fuck, you guys? Anyway, so we're high as shit at this synagogue. And they're doing their talking thing. I turn to my friend Roger and I'm like, are you? and he's like yeah and we're standing and we're sitting and they're doing all this crazy shit and they're talking about a goat they keep going back to this story about a goat (laughs) roger looks at me and he's like i didn't know tom brady was such an important part of the jewish culture and it, it just went on for so long but it didn't last five hours It lasted two and a half. My mom's a fucking liar. She had no idea what she was talking about. So two and a half hours go by and I'm like, oh my God, that was like a breeze because I was expecting five. That shit was crazy. And then we had to go to dinner after. And then me and Roger sitting at a table by ourselves for a bit. I don't know why my mom decided not to sit with us. She sat at the table next to us. I was like, okay, all right. But she sits next to us at a different table and we're sitting there and then these like people that we have known since we were children that we have like grown up with and admired these like older theater people like they sit with us and then they're fucking talking to me and like I don't know all of them but I'm like these are respectable people they're like I hear you're a blogger now and I'm like I'm so high that I'm just like yeah I blog (laughs) like I don't know what to say. (laughs) Roger's pulling like the weight for the team because I'm not talking. I take a backseat. I'm just I'm people watching at this point. And we're just sitting there waiting for our food. We're eating. He eats someone else's cheesecake. I won't say who he 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 was like, I'm taking this one to the grave. But like it, it, it was just crazy. And then all of a sudden, boom, like edible wears off and I'm good to go. I'm having like fluent conversations with people again. I'm not going to like recommend drugs, but I am recommending drugs. Uh, You should absolutely, if you're going to an event, like a church, a synagogue event, whatever, you should get fucked up before that. (laughs)
<laughs> it's going to make that shit so much more fun. All right. That's my story. I guess we can kind of add that to a long sort of purging my thoughts and feelings segment because I bet some people listened to that and thought, yeah, you're a shithead. <laughs> well, you know, that's all for today, Wersies. If you listened to this episode and, it, you know, you thought, wow, Santi's kind of a shitty person. That's kind of the goal. I, I would rather have you have low expectations for me than like high expectations for me. Let's set the bar low for like who I am as a person, uh, just so that when I inevitably do something more shitty in the future, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Rather than being like, oh my God, how could they? This is the worst. Yeah, let's let's set that bar. Let's set that bar so low that is actually like in the earth, right? Let's set it real down low, six feet under with my grandma. Anyway, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your week, worsties. What Fresh Hell Is This was written by me, Stanzi Potenza. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People who make this podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sab, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Carter Wogon, and Ann Fuse. Special thanks to Gabrielle Rose at Dulcedu and all of my friends and family. If you love What Fresh Hell Is This, share it with a friend. And if you really want to over-deliver, please leave a five-star review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Stanzi Potenza on TikTok and at Stanzi Potenza everywhere else to stay up to date on everything I've got going on. Until next time, have a great week and I will see you in hell. 